new era in independent art celebration. Indecent exposure. You were convicted of indecent exposure for the third time. That's exactly what it is there, Poindexter. It is four counts of indecent exposure. And this is episode number 21 of Indecent Exposure, released April 20th, that's 420, 2016, here at the Greylock Glass. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. With me on the show today, I have two very special guests who are instrumental in what is destined to be one of the most significant developments in the local and indie music scene here in the Berkshires in quite some time. And I'm talking about Sandy McKnight and Tom Conklin. Now, these two, in partnership with Dar Maloney, Leave Cummins, and Allison Gregory, uh, formed, I guess, back in December or January, the Berkshire Organization for Original Music, acronym BOOM. And this is an organization that was conceived uh, to... I guess, sort of stitch together uh, a lot of the disparate parts that make up the music scene here in the Berkshires. Uh, and there is, you know, there is a music scene here, though it could be a bit more cohesive and maybe a bit more supportive all around. And they're putting together a kickoff celebration for April 29th at the Whitney Center in Pittsfield, known as the Big Boom Bash, which is a free event to, to generate uh, interest and spread some information about about what they're doing. Now, Sandy McKnight um, is with his wife and partner, Leave Cummins, is the one of the founders of the Columbia Arts Team, which is a performing arts advocacy and educational organization in Hudson Valley, and also um, plays both as, as a solo project, uh, Sandy McKnight, uh, acoustic, and also as part of Sandy McKnight and the Idea. Tom Conklin, you probably know as one of the voices of Whoopi FM. He is the news director and is heard on that station and other stations in the area. And you also probably seen him or heard him play with the Matchstick Architects, uh, one of the area's favorite bands. And we are going to play some tunage from both of these these acts uh, because how can we not, right? We've got them on the show. We've got to hear uh, what they have to say, and we've got to hear what they have to play. So let's get to that interview with Sandy McKnight and Tom Conklin about Boom. Sandy and Tom, it's really great to have you both here on Indecent Exposure. How are you both today? Doing well. Thanks. It's uh, it's great to have. You know, I'll get it. I got to tell you, it gives a. It lends this podcast a little class to have the uh, the sort of voice talent that uh, that you provide, Tom. So I appreciate that. <laughs> well, that's very nice. Thank you. Now, I put on my voice. In addition to, uh, I mean, I, I introduced you as as a news director at Whoopi and, and one of the architects of Boom, but you also do uh, voiceover talent, voiceover work, don't you? That's correct. I do. Yes. So um, maybe I can convince you to do a, a couple of a couple of spots for uh, the Greylock Glass one day, and oh, now have you on the spot? Sure, why not? <laughs> and Sandy, you are um, you are a local uh, mu- musician and songwriter. Um, you are originally uh, from just over the line in New York. Is that right? Well, um, I I originally am from Brooklyn. It's a little farther over the line it's, than yeah. Yeah. It's a, Depends on where you put the line, I guess. But um, what line you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, right. 
But yeah, I lived in Hudson for five years uh, before I moved to Lee a couple of years ago. So one of the things that I picked up from being around Hudson and watching Hudson go through its changes was that music really drove the economy there very much. And so that got me thinking about um, how that could change some of the local economies around here as well. Now, what uh, you say the music drove a lot of the economy there. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was the music scene or what is the music scene like over there? Well, it it really wasn't much of one until uh, Club Helsinki opened there, uh, which, of course, was originally in Great Barrington. And as soon as that opened, it gave uh, credibility and and a little bit of excitement to the performing arts. Uh, before that, it was mostly galleries and antiques and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, the performing arts really generates a lot of other business activities. So it's really an important factor and something that, you know, Columbia Arts team was involved with for a long time. Right, right. Now, I was reading um, in the really great piece um, on Boom uh, that was in this month's Berkshire Trade and Commerce. And uh, it mentioned that you'd been here for about a, a you've been here for about a year and a half. And you were surprised at the amount of live performance that was going on and arts scene, but that the uh, the live music was was not really up to the same level of, of vibrancy. Well, yeah, I, I found and I think Tom would agree that there's a few venues that are featuring music, but they're not featuring original music. They're featuring cover bands. So that's a totally different scene, a totally different audience. And I was surprised at the lack of original music venues in the county, especially since the Berkshires has a reputation as being a music place. I mean, James Taylor, Arlo Guthrie, you know, has a great tradition. Well, Tom, let's let's go to you. Um, you you've been aware of, of the scene for a while. I have heard that uh, you know twenty twenty five years ago, uh, things were a little bit hotter around here. Is that so? Well, I mean, uh, twenty five years ago is kind of when I was just coming into the Berkshires, but uh, I didn't grow up here. I grew up over in New York myself, Middletown, New York. And, uh, but yeah, but I, even then I remember that, uh, it was mainly a cover band area and, uh, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, obviously it's just, (laughs) it's just, you know, a different thing than what we're trying to accomplish here. And, um, it was, there was a lot of musical activity going on then, but like, you know, like, like we talked about mainly, uh, bands playing other band stuff. So we want to kind of change that a little bit. Right. Right. Or add to it, you know, not change. Yeah. No, I think everybody loves a good cover band. Uh, sometimes you can lo- even love a bad cover band. Um, <laughs> you can, yeah. Uh, depending on, you know, whether they're running any picture specials or not. But um, <laughs> the, uh, the, there is a little bit of a problem for, for local acts um, just the, by the number of places to play. There are some venues, you know, uh, I can think of a few Gypsy Joints, um, Dottie's is, uh, has a lot of acts there, um, but really there's, there's a, we, we could use some more, some more space. I mean, that's true. I mean, Sandy, you played over at Dreamaway, right? And that's, a, that's another place that does local music. 
Yeah, although obviously they don't have full bands in there because it's kind of a small space. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and a lot of a lot, I know that a lot of musicians have vans that might or might not be able to make it to the Dreamway too, uh, up that hill. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, a long so, walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah, with your with your drum kit, yeah. So, um, what? Uh, let's talk about boom. You you and uh, I guess the the missing member of this conversation is uh, is Liv Cummins, correct? Yes, she pronounces it Leave. Actually, oh, thank you, Leave Cummins. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she's your wife and partner in this. That is correct. Now, what uh, the two of you must have been kicking around some some thoughts about this. When did the idea for Boom uh, get get started? Well, Tom, you want to take that one? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Sandy actually uh, came to me with the idea. And uh, because we've both been playing in bands for a long time and, you know, looking for, uh, you know, a way to obviously promote ourselves. <laughs> and uh, this organization is something uh, Sandy came up with as a kind of a way to grow the music scene. And uh, he came to me. We had lunch, talked about it one day. And uh, I don't know, maybe what, maybe a month later, Sandy, we had our first uh, first meeting on this thing, and uh, yeah, really kicked off from there. Best. Yeah, we had uh, we put out the word uh, back in January that we wanted to have a meeting, and uh, we scheduled it for a, a night, and it started snowing, of course, that night. <laughs> yeah, and uh, nevertheless, close to fifty people showed up, so we knew that there was interest in in you know look getting something going locally and uh from there we uh kind of started to create an agenda that was realistic and um now we're where we are here hmm. now what sorts of activities do you think boom can can get into that will really advocate for for local locally grown music well, one of the things that I, I really think is an important uh, job of Boom is to introduce everybody to everybody else. Right. <laughs> Seems like uh, there's not a lot of networking opportunities or even awareness of other people in the community. And um, that's an important thing because this is one way that people can start to support each other in the community. So um, we're trying with our new website, which is www.boom413.com to list people who are either musicians or people who are involved in the creation of music or support of music and, and let everybody know about each other. That's one of our main tasks. I think, Sandy, too, uh, one of the things that uh, we found after we uh, started this and had the first meeting, we met so many different people that we didn't know existed before as far as uh, musicians and people that do lighting, uh, people that record music, just all kinds of people, even fans you know, of music showed up. And uh, it was really interesting to see how, uh, how people were really into this idea right away. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I've spoken on this show to a number of artists from the Pioneer Valley, mostly around Northampton. And one of the things that they they all have in common is that they all do 
know each other. I mean, they've they've either played with each other or they've come to watch, you know, to support each other, or they're just generally aware of the sort of the sort of the the, uh, the galaxy of of musicians that are in the area. And I think that there's a certain there's been a hunger for a while from the musicians from here that I've talked to uh, that that want that same kind of that close knit community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you don't have that, then uh, it's a lot harder to get people to come out to shows. And you know, a- attendance is so important because obviously the the clubs or uh, venues want to have people. So if everybody kind of gets talking to each other, a lot of things can start happening. Also, a lot of band situations are enhanced by knowing, you know, this recording studio or this player who could come in and do some tracks or, you know, it's that kind of thing that really cultivates and, and, you know, makes a scene happen without that stuff. You can't really get a scene going. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you, do you think that the, that the, that we have places that might be willing to, to open up to, to be venues that, that aren't now that have the capacity. I would say so. I mean, we've heard from a number of places already that are interested in doing stuff. And it's not only the, uh, you know, venues that are known as venues right now, but also non-traditional venues that we're looking at, like uh, maybe having shows at colleges, maybe at high schools, things like that. But as Sandy will tell you, you know, we we don't want to be in the business of, of producing shows, but maybe you can kind of talk to that a little bit, Sandy. Yeah, I, I mean, it's tempting to just say, let's, you know, put on a show here and a showcase there. And that's not really going to be our business because we want to encourage other people to do that part. Um, so I think what we're going to try and do is um, let venues come to us and say, hey, we'd be interested in trying something here. And then let the more entrepreneurial types who want to take the risk and and put together the shows uh, make that happen. We've already got one thing going at the Whitney uh, Center in Pittsfield. Um, Josh, uh, what's Josh's last name, Tom? Bennett. Josh Bennett. Bennett is producing a series of um, showcases there at the Whitney on a monthly basis. And uh, hopefully others will attempt to do something along those lines. I'm sure they will. I know that we've got uh, here in North County, we've got the Common Folk Artists Collective. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have been they've been hosting quite a few uh, shows lately. Um, and I know that that has been, they have gotten some really good attendance there. So I think that, yeah, there's definitely a hunger for it. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, What do you think? the response or at least the sort of uh, attitude will be of the municipalities. That would be one of my questions because when I was, you know, when I was playing out with bands, um, sometimes the towns themselves were the obstacle. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, we, we uh, have gotten some, uh, some local support uh, from mayor tire a little bit here in Pittsfield. You know, we've, uh, we've been to her office. I've spoken to her personally about it myself. And uh, Sandy and I went up there not too long ago, and uh, they seem to be into the idea. So uh, hopefully that's a good sign. Right. Now, do you have any hope to, uh, to say, have a, 
and you've got a lot of power that you you can harness with the website. Um, do you hope to have any sort of a listing or any sort of um, a directory that that people can use to to you know, match up musicians with venues or venues with uh, promoters or anything like that? What we do right now have on the website, uh, if you go to, again, as Sandy mentioned, it's um, boom413.com. And uh, musicians can register there and uh, sign up their band or themselves as solo musicians. And uh, you'll see right on the homepage that the bands that have signed up so far, I believe we have 13 uh, so far. And um, that's a way, you know, for you know folks to reach out. Their social media links are there and, uh, uh, and various other listings as well. Right, right. I'm guessing, too, that, you know, you will probably find there'll be some cross-pollination uh, with the other, you know, arts uh, movements here in, in the Berkshires. I know that there are plenty of, of the, you know, the actors who are also musicians or are also, you know, there are painters who are also musicians. So it should be interesting to see the kind of um, connections that get made, uh, as you said, sometimes with uh, non-traditional spaces, non-traditional uh, places, probably. Yeah. Yeah, there's a pretty healthy uh, theater scene in the Berkshires, and uh, <clears throat> I suspect that there could be some crossover there. I know um, Leave is in particular involved in musical theater, so there is sort of a connection uh, in that way. Um, and, you know, there's also a lot of stuff that we're finding out about that we didn't know existed, uh, which kind of proves the point. Sure. Uh, for instance, uh, MCLA got in touch with us. They're very excited about doing some projects with us. Um, BCC has been very supportive. Uh, Berkshire Music School uh, contacted us. Uh, just heard from a guy who bought a church up in Adams and uh, wants to convert it to a music venue. So there's a lot of this stuff going on that, you know, you hear – about only if you put it out there. If you don't make it known that people are looking, then, you know, everyone's on their own. And it's just, you know, it's a lot harder that way. It's a struggle. It really yeah. can be a struggle uh, because you also don't know that there are other people who are out there trying to uh, come up with solutions. Sometimes there is there is a solution that somebody has already found out, but, you know, unless right. you meet them, you're never going to know. Well, that's exactly, I think, the, the one of the main things of boom to to try to do is to get information out there uh, musicians are not real great at doing business a lot of times <laughs> and um you know part of knowing how to do to get these things happening is to know what's available and if like if you do research like tom was about to put an album out with his band matchstick architects and, you know, I said to him, oh, where are you going to play and how are you going to get the record out there? And he was kind of like, well, I don't know exactly. I mean, I'm going to have to do some research. And it just occurred to me that there's probably, you know, a lot of other people who are in the same boat and they, they go online and they try to figure out who's going to review this record, who's going to let me play, who's going to, you know. And meanwhile, if you have that in a central place, everyone can share the information and it would be a lot more effective. And, and that's kind of a really important part of what we do. Right, right. Now, you said uh, getting more information. I know that you've got an event coming up 
uh, later in April, and mm-hmm. that not only can people get more information, but they can really, uh, you know, sort of dive right in. What uh, it's at? It's in Pittsfield, right? On the 29th? Oh, yeah, that's correct. It's at the Whitney Center for Arts, or Whitney Center for the Arts, and that's on Wendell Avenue, if you're not familiar with Pittsfield 42, I believe, Sandy. Is that right? Yep, right. And who's going to be there? Well, Well, I'll I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be there, too. Uh, Well, I can uh, tell you a little bit about the artist if you want real quick. Yeah, please. Performing. Uh, we've got a quite a quite an interesting selection of uh, folks that are going to be there, and uh, we've got some acoustic based acts starting with uh, Christine Billet. You might possibly know her, a mm-hmm. uh, young girl, very talented, plays guitar and sings. She's really good. Uh, Sherry Steiner is going to be there with, there with uh, Paul Edelman and uh, JT. That's all I know is <laughs> JT. So uh, and it's no, not that JT. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see how. We don't know, Tom. Maybe it is that. It could be. We don't know. But, uh, yeah, we expect good things from them. Some ukulele stuff there, I believe. Uh, Long Journey, which is, I believe, a trio. And uh, you may have heard of them. Carl Mullen there. Sure, that's right. Uh, Jeb Berry and the Pawn Shop Saints are going to be there as well. And that's a good uh, Americana-type group and um, uh, something I think everybody will enjoy. Robin O'Haran, you know, she's a name that people know around the Berkshires. Very talented. Um, uh, a wonderful uh, two-piece group called the Chain Letter, and uh, our good friend uh, Glenn Geiger, who um, actually uh, uh, built our website for us, is in that group. So uh, it'll be fun to see him, you know, on the stage. Uh, he has another band called Eight Foot River, and they're going to be playing as well. Uh, that's, I believe, a four-piece band. I want to say, um, and, and they're a lot of fun. Uh, my band, the Matstick Architects, will be there. Uh, and, uh, in fact, one of our other members, uh, in boom, or one of our core members, Dar Maloney is also in that group with me. Um, a group called keeper warm, some young dudes from, uh, some high school age guys, uh, really fun, uh, a lot of high energy and they're fun to watch and, uh, they'll, they'll be there as well. And then the group called leap the dips, which uh, a lot of people are familiar with around here as well. So, uh, 10, 10 groups. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a festival. That's what I'd call it. It's about, yeah. So, um, and the other thing about the big boom bash on the 29th is that it's free, right? Wow, free food as well. Cash bar, though, cash bar, cash bar, free food. But keep people can could they make donations? Will there be a a box or a hat that get people could toss a buck in to get this? Uh, I'm sure you're going to have some kind of you know cost and expenses eventually. We actually we hired a pickpocket. Oh, well, so, yeah. And and you know the great thing about telling that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually the, you know there's the higher the pickpocket and then there's the you know guess the pickpocket. If you right. uh, if you win, if you <laughs> guess the pickpocket, you you get half of your money back. Yeah, it's a 50-50 kind of <laughs> So there will be uh, probably some sort of donation bucket around, you know, and of course that is optional. Sure. But you know, anything helps. We we'd love to see some, sure. Yeah. Uh, what's the uh, what are the hours? What's the uh, the time and the date here? Well, reception is going to take place from four to five p.m. and that's when you can have some food. We're going to actually have potluck from all the bands, uh, so we're going to have uh, lots of food there. That'll be free. Uh, the cash bar will be there as well. Maybe we'll have some kind of punch or something like that. Uh, then the concert and the party goes from five o'clock till at least nine o'clock is what we're scheduled to, but it might go a little longer than that. Depends on how things go, I guess. Well, that's fantastic. You know, if I if I had been doing a potluck uh, with the bands, you know, the Battle of the Bands potluck, it would have been like Fifty Shades of Ramen Noodles. 
<laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> that's what it would have been when I was doing it. All right. Well, that sounds like a, a really great time, and I will be there for sure. And uh, hopefully, people will will realize the 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 opportunity that exists here to turn this into a powerhouse uh, of a movement. You know, isn't that what uh, Arlo said? If you get uh, <clears throat> three people, you got you got yourself a movement. Yep. That's right, something like that anyway. All right. Yeah, it's, a, it's a great networking opportunity for people, especially musicians who don't normally go to um, you know formal events. It's a good opportunity to meet some people outside of your you know sphere of influence yeah yeah no doubt no doubt all right well gentlemen i want to say thank you so much for coming on uh indecent exposure and explaining uh what's going on with boom and i look forward to seeing you there thank you jason thank you jason all right take it easy a grand ambitious much needed entity for the advocacy of the future of local music here in the berkshires and I know that I have repeatedly promised to keep these shows at a half an hour. And I've broken that promise over and over and over again. But you keep coming back to me. Whose fault is that? Uh, I know that, you know, from most anywhere in the Berkshires to most anywhere else most people go most of the time, it's about a half an hour. I mean, you know, most of the time. I mean, obviously, if I'm up in Williamstown, I'm not going to make it to Great Barrington in half an hour. At least I better not be able to. But um, I have my reasons. I, I always have good reasons to extend the show just a little bit beyond. And and I think you actually, you know, you like it. Come on, admit it. And today is no different because we have music from the two esteemed guests that you just heard discuss, uh, boom. Tom Conklin, guitarist and member of the Matchstick Architects, whom you have seen uh, in various venues around the Berkshires. And we are going to play a song, uh, which I believe is going to be on their upcoming release. I don't have the details of when that's going to happen, but I will keep you. I'll keep you informed. Uh, the song is called "Little Things," and it is a truly heartfelt uh, tune that uh, carries a lot of wisdom. And we are going to follow that up with "Borderline of Love" by Sandy McKnight, uh, which is a creation from his acoustic project. I was tempted to play a tune from Sandy McKnight and "The Idea," which has a real you know, polished classic rock uh, sound with intelligent lyrics. And, and I thought, you know, I can't do it all in this episode. Um, so what I've done instead for you is in the show notes. Remember the show notes? If you're listening through iTunes, don't forget that you can go to graylockglass.com, find this episode, which is number 21, and you can, you can read all kinds of great stuff. You can see pictures, uh, which is one of the great things that make makes podcasting visual because uh, I can have pictures. And I can embed uh, the songs that uh, these two artists have on their Reverb Nation sites. So you can listen to the song uh, on the podcast and then you can listen to it over and over and over again uh, all by itself uh, on on in the show notes. So that's what I want you to do. Uh, check out 
those tunes. Check out uh, the links to their their websites, their Facebook pages, uh, their Bandcamp pages, um, all kinds of great stuff. Um, and of course, links to the Boom website, which is uh, growing by leaps and bounds. So that is it. I'm going to let uh, Tom and Sandy take us out, and I will see you next time. No, I won't. That's a lie. I said it's visual, but it's not that visual. I'm not going to see you. I will speak with you next time here on Indecent Exposure.
I feel like taking chances all the time What's the point in standing still Let the world run by you Still it ain't easy Making up my mind When should I commit myself Am I grasping for a chance at happiness Or is it just another passing fancy Feels like I'm retreating Now you can subscribe to this show through iTunes. Just click the button in the right-hand sidebar and never miss an episode again.